Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. Hey, what is up, everybody? We're going to do just exactly what that intro said. We're going to get this show started. So, with that being said, Welcome, everybody, to the Paddle and Finn podcast. This is the segment Chasing the Tide. I'm your host, Dustin Nichols. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, you know, we appreciate everybody coming on and giving up us giving us a listen. So, yeah, hit that button. Give us some likes and stuff and, and give us some good reviews on that Google. Uh, if you listen to it on Google Podcasts or Apple, Apple Podcasts, you know, let, let us know what you think. Um, we're always open to, uh, you know, criticism and, and this and that and then if y'all have any ideas or any other host that y'all you know uh guess y'all want to see y'all uh, give us a shout and let us know but tonight we're gonna get into something we're gonna get into some something something here you got one of the texas lokes here you got another texas guy in the house reggie chopper we're gonna bring him in and see what's going on what's up my man what's going on dustin it's going been pretty dang hectic that's all i know all I know, I had a damn bass tournament this past weekend on Nacogdoches and went and pre-fished uh, Thursday, left the house about 12.45, got on the water, fished till 11 and drove right back home. And I did really well. I've been on some really good fish on the one pattern that was working out. And then Friday evening, it rained, good little thunderstorm dumped on that lake. And the pattern I had was I was fishing in between the hay grass and the matted hydrilla, there's a little bit of a path between it 
on the edge of the shoreline there, and I was throwing a one-knocker spook in there, and I was jacking some really good fish doing that. And I could not buy a topwater bite Saturday morning. Damn. And it was cooler, you know, but the fish had backed off, moved back outside the matted hydrilla. I should have figured it out faster, and I didn't. <laughs> Needless uh, to say, I didn't catch my first fish till about 9.45. Um, pretty frustrated. Broke a couple off in some heavy lily pad cover. Uh, it would have made a hell of a difference. I went back to some deep hydrilla and started slow rolling the chatterbait and actually got a pretty good one and thought I was going to be on a roll and just did not get another bite. So it's pretty tough when you have three fish out of your five and you're still in 16th place. That's shows you how tough the fishing was. Some people caught them, but man, it was, it was rough. It was rough. <laughs> uh, how far is that Kadoshas for me? Uh, four hours and 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so that's hectic. Yeah. When you're yeah, for sure. back and forth, just trying to get up early and get on the water and kind of, you know, mirror how the tournament tournament is, you know, first cast at 6am. I didn't get to fish until two. I fished till about 11 and then got off the water by noon, you know, but I kind of wanted to mirror what, you know, the same kind of time as the tournament and kind of see what I could yeah, put up. Yeah. And I had been on a, a good pattern. It's multiple times. I had the same same pattern going you know and i thought for sure i was going to get there and jack them <laughs> wrong <laughs> all right man well hey we're gonna get into get into this here we're gonna um won't you let everybody know a little bit about yourself you know uh introduce yourself and give a little backstory on uh how and or when you started fishing and then what led you into that plastic boat man yeah man uh i'm, I'm reggie chapa um I live out in uh, Houston, Seabrook area. You know, I, I started actually, which is going to be kind of crazy for some people. I've only been kayak fishing seriously for three years. <laughs> so I, I started in 2019. Um, I actually had started two years prior. Um, I had bought a kayak and uh, I thought I was going to do it, you know, get out there and fish. And I just couldn't take to it. Um, all my life, I've kind of done like outdoor hobbies. You know, so you and I were talking earlier. You know, yeah. I grew up surfing. Yep. And I was like addicted to surfing and uh, surfing is just something you're like, your mind's constantly thinking about it. That perfect wave. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like nonstop. And then, you know, so I moved out to uh, the hill country and I started mountain biking Yep. And, and that took over me. And then I moved back over here and I was still mountain biking a lot. Speaking and, of uh, that, I, I, I did that too. I did cross country in, in North oh, Florida. <laughs> yeah. Hannah Park has some great trails there, but have you, off subject though, have you seen that Spider Mountain place? Oh yeah, yeah. My buddy goes out there quite Dude. a bit. Dude, yeah, and then man. some some kind of place around there, Ant Hills or something. There's some badass trails uh, around Houston. Well, the Ant Hills is around here. Yeah, I think yeah. their trails are pretty gnarly. It's not like Spider Mountain, um, but there's some really good trail systems out here. The only because I like to jump gotta... and all that crazy stuff too. Off Ooh, top, yeah. man, I I got a mountain bike just sitting in the garage. I don't, I haven't been on it in a little while, but I'm Damn, seeing all my buddies closer, from. My buddy's uh, cockfight skateboards, my buddy, uh, Mike Neiman, money, um, big supporter of uh, his company there out of Houston, Texas. Um, big Astros fan. Yeah, you. <laughs> but, yeah, he's been on the on the mountain bike, dude, and he's got my buddy Mike Kelly on it. I mean, they're all like – they're like into it. You know, we're getting yeah, – I'm getting a little off topic right here. But you, you brought up <laughs> mountain bikes, and I was like, oh, man, I got to say yeah, something, man. dude. Yeah, I want to I want to go up there and ride that that spider mountain even if it's just an intermediate trails just to just to get used to it you know because i got a hard i got a hard tail i don't have no full suspension bike right now you know that's all you need man you just need a bike to get out there but i, I, like, I haven't i like to jump I, and pop wheelies and manuals and stuff 
<laughs> yeah, I like to do that too until I eat it, and then I'm mm -hmm. like, oh shit. Now I'm at that age, man, where I feel it. It's not like I can get out oh, the next day, God, but I, yeah. I feel it for sure. I definitely feel it. Five zero, and you really feeling it? Not the five, not the police. I'm talking about my age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man oh man it's all we already rolling now boy oh so yeah so you say you've been in a been in a kayak for about three years have, have yeah you man fished, fished when you were younger or anything you know or you know just kind of yeah living yeah, on the texas coast i mean i my parents would take us out we'd throw some dead shrimp and yeah. as like you know as i got into my teens i would go out every now and then with some dead shrimp and you know catch a croaker <laughs> oh yeah you know, yeah you know not knowing what was good um but like I said, about three years ago, um, 2019, I was working my full-time job. I was, you know, working a lot of overtime. And um, I had also had learned photography, uh, or, you know, maybe like two years, three years prior to that. I did that all on YouTube. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I, you know, online, I just researched photography and I just learned. And I feel like I, I didn't master, but I learned certain things that a lot of people can't do. Like I learned lighting. It's not a common thing that uh, most photographers that you'll see on Instagram or whatever know how to use. Yes. Um, so, you know, you know, I was I kind of, you know, I was doing the photography thing and I told myself, you know, I want to learn how to fish. You know, if I learn how to do photography. I'm going to dedicate a year of my life to to learning fishing on YouTube. And um, that's what I did, man. I first started out. I actually got a kayak because I wanted to do an alternative sport. And I was going to do the safari race. It's uh, Texas Water Safari, yes. Yeah, yeah. I was going to – I thought about doing that, but then I just realized how much it was a lot. You know, I was like, I can't really do this shit. <laughs> and then so – It's I won, gnarly. It's gnarly. Yeah, 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 it is tough. I uh, one day started taking out my pole out there on the on the kayak I got, which was an Ascend uh, – I forgot what they're called. One of the Cabela's kayaks. yeah. And I just started fishing and I loved it, man. I was like, oh, well, let me dedicate a year to learn how to fish, you know, because I always thought fishing was just you go out there and whatever, you know. But, you know, I got it's kind of like surfing, man, where I got addicted just trying to figure out uh, redfish, you know, like, yep, why are they there? You know, that's what I wanted to mm -hmm. know. Like, they have many come... different moods too. You got to figure yeah, them all out. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> They're like uh, bipolar and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. And the thing is, it's, you're always learning, even when you think you got this shit figured out. I mean, you don't got to figure out, you know. Uh, oh yeah, so, I mean, and then one fish a hundred yards down a shoreline could be different because I had some. I was hitting them in the head today; they wouldn't eat. And then there's one just worse. swimming by me, and I like just pitch to him. He's like, <clears throat> like right away. Yeah. And there's like two more like that don't even want to talk to me. You know, it's like, oh yeah, oh, man. Oh, split personalities on them fish, man. Yeah. Whew. So, yeah, so that got me going, man. That got me really addicted. Like, and I said, like surfing. Uh, something about surfing, it's really addicting. Trying to find that wave, trying to find the right conditions, trying yep. to go out there. You know, it's really addicting. It's um, addictive and, and, and it's frustrating. Exactly. You know, the you progression think it's going to be hard. like clean, and then all of a sudden it's blowing like 15, 20 out the south, and it's like side shore slop, and you're like, mm -hmm. I ain't even paddling out. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in yeah. Texas, man. Yes, Texas yes. is the worst, you know. So yep. yeah, just that got me addicted, man, to the point where I was, all, I was thinking about fish all the time. And, you know, uh, I would go out. So for that first year, I would go out on days that I knew were bad. After I started learning, you know, I kind of knew, okay, this wasn't a good day to go out, but I would yep. go out just to figure out, you know, what's going on, why aren't they biting? And, you know, mm -hmm. if, especially in the winter time when I could see the bottom, when the tide level is really low, I could see yes. oyster, I could understand stuff. So 
I mean, for one year, that's all I did. And on top of that, I started bringing my camera. That was surf or kayaking is the only sport that I, that I do that I could actually bring a camera, you know, and actually yeah. take in the outdoors and, you know, although, you know, surfing and biking, I'm taking out the, taking in the outdoors, but kayaking, yeah. you have some downtime to like look around and be like, Oh shit, you know, it's so beautiful out here. Sunset, sunrise. You see a lot of stuff on the water, uh, yeah. wildlife, everything. I mean, yeah. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. And it's like being, you know, I'm an outdoor guy and I like going hiking. It's like hiking in the in the marsh. I mean, I'm in yeah. the marsh. It's like trails. That, that's where I'm at. And taking my camera just felt natural, you know. So I just started snapping photos. And, you know, back then I started learning about hashtags, how to hashtag people or whatnot. And uh, slowly, man, I just got picked up by ACK. And they asked yeah. me if I wanted to be on their uh, uh their brand ambassador program. And it wasn't like I sought out ACK. They actually yeah. had saw a photo that I had posted and got posted to a Texas uh, Instagram account. That's really big. It's a Texas travel Instagram. Oh yeah. Me, Instagram account. And uh, from there it just kind of picked up, man. It's like, it all came to me and I, and I love it and just kept on growing from there. No doubt, man. I mean, that's what I, you know, we're going to get into talking about, you know, content creation, this and that, you know, there, you know, there's, always somebody got questions about you know how do i build myself as a brand and this and that and i mean like you're talking you know you got noticed by ack just by tagging and just by having another bigger account pick up your photos you know and then like just stuff to differentiate yourself from others you know that's that's a big mm -hmm. big big fundamental of of building that brand you know so thinking of that you know you've uh You've actually been working with some pretty cool kayak brands too, you know. Yeah, I've been fortunate. Yeah, I've been pretty lucky. Yeah, you got with uh, some what stuff with Hobie Eyewear, Hobie and, Eyewear, uh, Bendy, uh, Bendy Branches. Branches. Yeah, yep. yeah, Ram Mounts here recently. Ram, yep, Ram Mounts, cool deal, uh, man. Yeah, Bendy Branches yeah. is great. That's that's the paddles I use and I have. Yeah, and I know a lot of kayak anglers, and if 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 you're just now getting into kayaking and and Trust me, you are going to paddle in the marsh. <laughs> For sure. And you want to have a light and strong and durable paddle. Yes. You don't want to be tired and fatigued from carrying a heavy paddle or the wrong size paddle. Yep. You know, there's different fits and different blade shapes and all kinds of good stuff, you know. But yeah. Uh, how'd that come about with uh, bending branches? What, what led you into them with uh, working with them? So uh, we had did a, a ACK river trip, a camping trip. And, um, when I got out there, I noticed that everybody had bending branches, paddles, like everybody. And I took my Hobie kayak on the river. Where was, where was that at? at the, uh, the Guadalupe. Guadalupe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was my first time doing any type of, uh, kayaking on the river. Like an overnight and, excursion. Type yeah, deal. yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And I didn't want to do one for years. So it really worked out well. Um, but yeah, everybody had bending branches paddles and I was like, this is an opportunity. You know, I, my goal is ultimately to work you know for companies um full-time um so i saw all these you know everybody had pending branches paddles so every opportunity i got you know i'm trying to take that cool photo that, yeah yep. you know um so yeah i did that and i posted and i tagged them and um you know i got hit up on instagram i didn't message them you know i got hit up and they're like hey yep. you know we really like that and I was, thank you and i was like oh well you know i was hoping for that conversation in my head yeah. Sure enough, it, it's kind of like a manifested, you know, like, yeah, so, yeah. Uh huh. So they hit me up and they were like, oh, and then I was like, oh, well, yeah, thanks 
you know, for resharing that, I got more photos for you, you know, like, would you like them? You know, I don't mind sending them. So then I send them like a, a batch of photos and they were like, oh, we really love these, you know, like, what can we do to work? And, you know, I kind of helped build that conversation with them and yeah, kind of just grew a relationship from there. The organic conversation just takes yeah, off when, yeah. it, when it happens like that. You're, you're not, that, that's a big misconception a lot of people have when trying to go after, you know, uh, or or looking into being a pro staff or, or a partner or, or sponsored by people is that they just, they're like bombarding them with stuff, you know, me, 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 me. And right, it's, right, it's right. not about me. It's about what you are going to do for that company. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There has to be, I've said it a thousand times, there's got to be ROI, return on investment. There, there has to be. And like you with yep. your photos, you're, I mean, that's already it right there. Boom. Yeah. You're promoting that brand and you're tagging and sharing and all that good stuff. But yeah, a lot of people like misconceive that and just like, just bombard them. And then it just, it doesn't go anywhere because it wasn't organic yeah. and wasn't generated by your love for that product. Like you took that paddle and like, man, this is awesome. We're gonna do something with this right right you know that's one thing you're right you know and I've, I've listened you know when i used to work i work at home now but i used to listen yeah. to a lot of podcasts and you know i'm always listening to business things to make you like how to work with people or how to talk to people yeah and one thing was like you know you never talk about yourself it's more like what can i do for you you know you're always asking them you know like well, what would you like or what would you need or you know not really saying you know well I can do all this for you, you know, like make yeah. a seem about yourself. You're trying to help sell them, you know. Right. You and then, yourself. then, at, then once you get to that point, then you can be like, Hey man, y'all think y'all, <laughs> 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 Hey, what y'all got? Y'all, can I get a raise? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> can I get a pay increase with this damn cost of living right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, yeah. that's another topic. You know, that's one thing oh, I'm yeah. learning. There, yeah, there yeah. is, you know, I Some am learning like, Yeah. And that's one thing, to be honest, that I'm struggling with right now and learning how to monetize off some of the stuff, because a lot of people are giving free stuff. And and I don't blame them because I I do it myself or I do it for exchange for product. But one thing that's uh, a tough learning curve and uh, is learning how to make money. uh, I mean, uh, for me, I'm ultimately I see myself as a photographer. I, I am a kayak fisherman and I love kayak fishing. And I love the sport and I'll share the sport with everybody else. But yeah, I, I really see myself. I want to be known as a photographer. And so I'm selling a service and I want, you know, it's hard for me to learn how it's difficult to learn how to monetize that service. But uh, help building relationships is the key that yeah. I'm taking to, that's, to do that's that. That's a great platform to step from right there for sure. Yeah, yeah. I know I, I went and had a, a, a photo ship of photo shoot um, <laughs> late last year. Man, I was on some good schools, and then we had some rain, and then we thought the weather was going to be crap, and then it, it ended up being okay. The wind kind of came up, but this uh, have you seen Michaela Elliott's work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've shared some of her stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, she come and, and she came down and shot with me, and I drug her around with a torpedo, and she had never shot from a kayak. I mean, but she's an 
amazing photographer and does yeah, great editing and and she didn't have her water housing which was okay because the water was kind of stained anyways but um i'm like man she's been working with like academy with cca i mean she's like blown up i'm like dang girl i was like next time we go shoot i don't know if i'm gonna be able to afford you <laughs> <laughs> i said you're getting all these corporate gigs it's like wow no she does some amazing work i was i mean i'm still sitting on like 700 photos that i even wow. thought about using yet yeah she yeah. she got some amazing angles and the way she cropped some stuff and just little nuances her own little things she does right, right, pretty, right. pretty cool she's got her own little thing going i was that's what you know i was like if you maybe reach out to her and you know maybe maybe yeah yeah some tips or something monetizing things and stuff i know she takes some great shots i know there's quite a few other people out there um yeah there is ben maldonado takes some pretty cool shots too Uh, another another texas guy that fishes some tournaments uh and jared isley's always got some cool telling (laughs) schools of redfish everywhere and then if i took the time i would love to just take the time but i just Man, I get too excited. If I got the GoPro behind me, it's different. But <laughs> I, I don't really, yeah. I don't really film a lot. I mean, I did for a little while, try to get some stuff going. It's just, it's just a lot of work on top of it's everything, a chore. everything else. I work, I work shift work at a petrochemical plant for the past. This will be my twenty fourth year coming up. So, I mean, I get to fish during the week, and it's great. Less traffic, you know, less pressure on the water, but. You know, I want to fish and then I want to go home and get a little sleep before I go back to work. <laughs> yeah, man. For and sure. all the editing and all that. And it's just like, you know what? I'm just going to just get some pictures and do some different angles. And, you know, I use a clampable uh, GoPro mount or I got a little bubble housing I'll use and I'll clamp it to a stakeout pole to try to get, you know, multi, you know, over under, you know, water, sky kind of split picture, split perspectives. And, you know, there was a bit of a learning curve on that too. And then, then trying to oh, teach yeah. myself, um, I, I want to upgrade to a different photo editor. I do have Adobe, uh, Photoshop 12. It's a little older, but you know, I think there's some better stuff out there that I could learn. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lightroom is good. It's Adobe. That's what I heard. Um, Lightroom. I'd probably go on YouTube and, and check it all out. <laughs> <laughs> trying yeah, to figure yeah. it out yeah 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 it seems daunting but lightroom is pretty uh it's pretty uh easy to, to work with um the biggest thing i think where a lot of people don't know know what to do is that if you from a gopro if you use the raw format yes. as opposed to the jpeg jpeg mm-hmm. format with the raw you get a lot more data that you can use and it gives you more leverage on editing so you have a lot more you can do yes as opposed to jpeg where you're very uh, limited limited on what you can actually edit yeah, that raw that raw image is 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 the way to go. Shooting raw yeah. for sure. Uh, you got a lot more options, just like you said. So yeah, that uh, anything else? Anybody else you're working with, or you got anything in plans? Somebody, anything you hadn't shared with anybody yet, or, uh, or something well, you're working on, maybe? <laughs> uh, well, Ram Mounts, uh, I've been working with them, and yeah. maybe have some stuff going into the future. Uh, Staunch Outfitters. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Out of, in San Marcos, uh, I've been working with them. I just try to build a relationship with them. I reached out to them. I like their their caps and their apparel. So I was like, hey, you know, uh, can we build from here? You know, so I've been talking to them. But um, here lately, man, there was a time where I had like four things going on at once. It's kind of like what you were saying, you know, like you go out, you want to fish, you know, and yep. sometimes that's all I want to do. And when I go out, it's it is 
I mean, I, I guess it is a job for me sometimes because I'm taking like last time I had a buddy, I took like four different products out and we're not like we're was that with this, uh who was that with uh that was my buddy Alex. Nick. He doesn't. Oh no! Uh, well, the, well, Alex was another one. Yeah, yeah Alex, yes. you did so, some stuff with Alex. Yeah, yeah, Alex. We did uh, staunch. We did hobie yep. eyewear. We did bending branches, and uh, it's funny because I think he thought we were just going to be bending branches. I'm like, here, dude, put all this shit on right here. Oh, and, uh, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's Alex Elman, Yeah, his kids are progressing so good skating too. Oh man, I mean, they're yeah, like, yeah. They're like eight up with it right now. Nine years old and just already got little five forties on on lock and. Yeah, it's, yeah, amazing, it's pretty cool to see all this little posts and stuff. I want to get down and skate with them sometime soon, but you know, all this water time and <laughs> vacations and all this good stuff going on, man. But yeah, I, he, he's a cool dude, man. I've yeah, met is. him at some couple. Uh, I think I met it was like one of the first saltwater survival series I've ever I ever fished. You know, this won't come out uh, until the day after, but that that tournament is coming up in about. Uh, about five days. <laughs> so I've been pre-fishing for that and getting ready. But yeah, like you're, you know, shooting all those different brands, you know, um, just like you're saying, sometimes on the water, you just want to get on the water and use it for mental clarity or a decompression. Cause that's mm -hmm. what fishing is to me. Sometimes if I'm not all geared up in tournament fishing, I need some time on the water just to decompress from this fast paced stuff sometimes in this world throws your way <laughs> yeah for sure, for sure and just surfing was the same way you know surfing was a way to get out my aggression and just bash the crap out of that lip or or skating <laughs> you know come up just rip a big just a big old nasty grind on some pool coping in a bowl you know yeah uh, it's always something just to release you know and, and fishing yeah. has, has been that for me for many years since i was a kid just being able to get on you know even to go bank fish for bass and and just just have fun with it. It's always been fun. Uh, you know, I don't think fishing will never be, I mean, it will not ever be fun, you know, like that. It, it's, it's always going to be fun to me. Yeah. And it's the one thing you can do like a lot older than any other sports. You yeah. Know? You can yeah. do it for a long time and not get as hurt, but at the same time you're getting a good exercise when you're out there. So yeah. I yes, you it. do. It's good. Any, um, you got any tips or anything editing wise that you could share with some people or, or, um, angles or anything you want to share? Yeah. You know, going back to that raw format, I think that's, yeah. a, in, in my opinion, it's, it's important as a photographer, everybody, there's a lot of photographers out there. Everybody's a photographer nowadays. And, uh, the way I view photography is like, I want people to look at my photo and say, that's Reggie's photo. And I, and the way I do that is based on the angles I take photo and mm -hmm. also the way I, I edit. So um, when somebody looks at a photo, like, Oh, well, those colors look a certain way. That's probably yep. Reggie's photos. And that's to me, that's what's important as a photographer. Yeah. Um, and, and also with quality. So if, if long as you have good light, um, you have a yes. good camera, a camera or an iPhone, I mean, yeah. any kind of phone, uh, man camera this thing right here takes amazing photos that is oh, yeah, i'm not a i'm not an iphone fan i'm an android fan and then that's the one right there <laughs> yeah yeah I, I don't know which one's what but that I, I mean i've seen great photos from all, all from phones. all kinds of cameras it's crazy to yeah, think man. these things get like freaking 24 megapixel and all kind of crazy stuff on these all these zoom and crop lenses and director's view on your video and <laughs> yeah yeah and they got raw. Uh, like I, I know the iPhone has a raw capability. Yeah, I can fish raw. I, I can uh, shoot raw off this one too. I use it for like some close-up shots. Uh, like I did some rigging on on uh, 
my new kayak, one of my new kayaks we got in. I did some foot control steering for my Torquedo on the NAR, which was our one of our new models with Jackson. And I did a, uh, you know, some real close crop kind of depth of field stuff, you know, on the kickouts where I drilled the tubing and ran the cables and all that, you know, where you get that little focal, that focal point, but then everything else is, you know, blurry in the background. And, you know, I would have never thought like with a flip phone or something back in the day, you wouldn't admit I would do none of that. But with the yeah, way these yeah. cameras are now, you can really get some awesome shots with them, for sure. And what you're talking about, your the way you edit that, like what you're, colored like color grading do you like go in and like can kind of tweak some stuff like that is that what you're talking about yeah yeah and you know yeah it's like color grading basically you know yeah. there's a whole color science on you know what colors uh and like make people interested mm -hmm. and if you learn some of those things you can learn what you know what appeals to people so it may not even be a great photo but if you learn to put certain colors in certain areas or dress people a certain way for certain settings Yep. Those those colors actually like attract people. It, it stimulates the brain. So when they're looking at a photo, That's like what what's all them little short videos where there's like some little music? What is it called? Eight ADSM or I don't know. Oh, is that where like people are like? Is that where like people's like chewing and shit? <laughs> or chewing or there's all kind of little stuff that they're doing. I forgot what it is. Yeah, yeah. Like something like that where it catches your attention and it like just. Like soothing or something. Yeah, know. yeah. All yeah. those things, all those things play into it. And then learning composition. Composition is yes. another thing. Is like, you know, people look at a photo like they look at a at a book. You know, they read the photo like they're reading a page out of a book. So yeah. if you learn how to tell a story. Uh, learns like the basic rule of thirds, which is the thirds. Basic, I was just about yeah. to say that thirds. <laughs> yeah, man. It, it it really. If you look at a picture, if you look, yeah. If you, look at put somebody in the third you can tell a story from left to right and from most the, yes. people most people like you read a book you read left to right so if right. you set up a photo from left to right to tell your story so like over yep. here maybe you got like the water or maybe you got some mm -hmm. fish blowing up but over here you had the kayak and the fisherman you're telling a story mm -hmm. from left yep. to right and that alone too is like when people look at a photo like me for instance because i'm i am you know i do a lot of photography um, I look at those things and then I know, okay, well, that person really knew what they were doing. You know, they yeah. took the time to put that person in that third, put that there. So other photographers know, you know, and yeah. know that. And, and these marketing specialists, if you're looking to get in content creation, you know, these, yeah. these accounts that are running, like are being run by bending branches or whatever, whatever, they're not somebody that's at, out there actually paddling. They're actually marketing specialists that are, you know, True. out there to, you know, to learn how they're there to, to get those good photos to put them yep. out to the public to so. get that engagement yep. yeah that's yeah, what yeah. it's all about it's i mean they're yeah. they're in the business to make money and they're in the they actually make a mighty fine product to to do that R through but right, you gotta right, have right. good marketing and yeah that's that's a no-brainer <laughs> but like yeah. you said thirds man that was one thing i always like you know like when i'm on the kayak sometimes i'll like flip a gopro around and just get like a little you know a fish shot with a bait in the mouth you know kind of to help you know grande out or whatever when i'm partnered up with grande bass you know or grande salt and then you know but then there's times i'll get like a stakeout pole and i'll put it at a like right at the water level and i'll tilt it a certain way with that clamp and then i'll back off and i'll get like a picker picture you know holding it out about to release it or something like that uh -huh. where it's just totally different and i'm shooting it gopro take photo and i'm like holding it as still <laughs> as i can yeah, you know yeah. and uh and then there's times i'll be I'll have another GoPro behind me that'll 
they'll take a shot and I didn't even realize it. And I go to look at download that stuff. I'm like, dude, that's actually a pretty cool perspective. And I have to use that too, you know? So it's like yeah. stuff like that. You learn, you're like, man, I really didn't think I was, it just took a picture on its own because it was set up voice <laughs> control too. And you know, I didn't realize it, you know, and it's got a really cool, like behind yeah, the scenes yeah. perspective. So you're like, oh man, that's pretty cool. You know, for sure. Different for sure. things out there, but like, like, you know, you got to differentiate, differentiate yourself from everybody else. Everybody takes them bad selfies all the time. And it's like, yeah, man, yeah. I gotta, I gotta get a clamp. I gotta clamp it up in the, in a tree branch and then like hold them out like a certain way or something and just set it up different. You know, that's the main thing. Yeah, for sure. I think one thing that I, I've noticed and because prior to this, you know, like I was just doing mainly photography is like one thing I really dislike is seeing a bunch of fish pictures. Like if you're going to work, if you want to work with other companies, you know, people want to see stories. They don't really too many fish pictures is great. If your thing is like, you know, you want to be this angler, you know, that's what you want to be known as. But you know, tell a story like, you know, you and I were going out to play places that other people may never see in their lives, you know, like going out to the marsh, seeing these, this wildlife, you know, uh, it may not be you with the fish, but it may be you showing the world, you know, what's here and why you're there. And you're also capable of catching, you know, really big fish, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I hooked something today, dude. I do not know what it was. It was not fighting like a big drum and it was not pulling drag like a 40 inch plus red. And I was around, I was in about not eight, nine foot of water around some structure. I want to think it was a triple tail. Oh, the way heavy. it was pulling. Oh, wow. Have you ever caught one? Yeah, I've caught not out of the kayak, out of a boat. I've caught oh, plenty. Yeah, and I where I was it. at was where oh, wow, they're wow. known to be around that area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Ooh. I'm not sure if it was or not. I didn't really get a good look at it, but I saw the the boil <laughs> come up. Wow. You know? yeah, yeah, I heard it really good to eat. Oh man, it's like a saltwater crappie, dude. They're they're awesome. They're damn damn fine fish. I, I really like I like sheephead. Yeah, I like them too. They're, pretty, they're, they're tough pretty to good. clean. You got to get a really thin, flexible knife and get around that rib cage and then slide in oh. by that dorsal fin and get them. And then, dude, they're great. You know, kind of butterfly them out and then stuff yeah, them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you catch That's a lot cool. of lures yeah i throw that little uh crusty crab at them crab. it's a little bitty crab imitation about the size of a 50 cent piece you gotta send me that man for, for a while Crust, i was gonna crusty crab crusty crab there, for a while man I, in my opinion sheep had are really hard to catch like yes i, I i've caught them with the voodoo shrimp yeah uh but for a while i wanted to like study them just to mm-hmm. catch them straight on lures because i think they're so difficult I, I have a hard time catching them I caught them on the little mint, like the little small soft dines before. Oh, really? Well, damn. Yeah, in the oh. winter time around some structure, but oh shit, there's some there's some really shallow oyster that gets really clear over here in Point Comfort. Uh huh. And they'll be there's some little you know rocks and riprap and stuff around the bank, and they'll be up there pecking, pecking. And I'll take that little that thing's hard to throw, so you need like a two thousand series or fifteen hundred series reel. So I have like 15 pound braid and 15 pound uh, uh, fluorocarbon leader and have that little bitty crusty crab and like throw it and like throw it past them. And I'll just like reel it to them and stop it and then kind of reel it. And they'll be like, they'll see it and they'll be like, gone. Damn, really? Yeah. They, so can you do, they can annihilate you do, that thing, dude. Can you do that consistently or, or yes. you're like, yeah. oh, yeah. wow. Oh, yeah. oh, shit. I'm about to get one of those. Not that I can yeah. do that consistently, but I'm going to definitely yeah. try that. They're, like if I'd have had one today, I'd have I'd have had a limited sheephead, dude. 
Whoa, like, and they were wow. all like three to five pounders. They were pretty good one. Damn. Yeah, that's a yeah. fish you can you can. And then there's some black drum back in there. They were a little tailing. If I'd have had them little crab, I'd have pitched to them. They'd have ate that thing all day long. <laughs> yeah, black drum are kind of hard to get to. I don't see a lot, but you know, I do see the big ones out here. Yeah. Um, but they are very difficult to catch too. But I throw a voodoo shrimp to them. They'll, voodoo, just they'll eat the voodoo the shrimp. Oh yeah, I love that. Yep, thing. they'll eat them. They'll eat them crusty crabs. I'll take a picture of it and send it to you for yeah, sure. Yeah, I have to get some of those. Yeah, those they're pretty neat. I can't remember who makes them now. Is it Chase Baits or Savage Gear? I can't remember which company. One of them company makes them, and they're the little smaller ones work work the best, and they actually work really good for redfish too. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. We're kind of moving along here. We'll go to the speed round real quick. Then we'll uh, we'll just run through this, and then maybe we'll come back and talk about one or the other a little bit more. So. It's called a quick five. This is speed round. Redfish or trout? Redfish. Uh, upper coast or Laguna Madre? Uh, upper coast. All right. Favorite Although, top water? Uh, she dog. She dog. Yeah. There you go. Best paddle? Uh, the Navigator. Is it the Navigator? Yeah, I think it's the, the yeah. Bending Branches Navigator. Mm -hmm. I love the wood. I'm all about the, the wood, one with man. the wood grain. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, it, uh, it, it may not be the best paddle, but I love it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just it Fishing works. at night? Yes or no? uh occasionally but yes okay. all right let's come back to this one upper coast or laguna you said upper coast give me give me give me two good reasons why not one two no. man i'm kidding I, I wish i was down there i mean that's the damn problem i wish i was there you know i got this dirty ass water over here um but yeah no i really wish i could be in the uh laguna madre i used to live in corpus for a while and i didn't fish at the time yeah. And now I'm like, damn, I really wish I was fishing back then. <laughs> and then top water, you said she dog. Yep. You like the tone on that one? Yeah, you know, uh I do like the tone in the summertime. You know, summertime. Uh, yep. Yeah, you know, Alex, he's the one that actually had told me about him. I was struggling last summer, you know, I was you know, I'm seeing reds, but I I can't get them sometimes. And then, you know, he's like, try that she dog, take it out. Sure enough, the next day I went out through that she dog, bam, I got a big ass blow up. And then after that, the whole summer was nonstop on that she dog. So I like that that higher pitch. I like that one at times too. This time of year, um, and in the fall, I go to a one knocker. But for trout, I throw a one knocker like religiously. But I will throw a, a the, the bigger one knocker, and I'll throw the Super Spook Junior every now and then, depending on the water conditions. If it's calm in the water, but if it's shallow, like yeah. a little too shallow, I'm throwing a wake bait, man. <laughs> Yeah, I've been using the hunchback. The, Them uh, hunchback, the little small ones do. Pow, if there's some scattered shell or some kind of structure around. Uh, mm -hmm. So what's, what's, the, what's the depth that you normally throw that at? Like, talking about a foot or two? or yeah, is that what A you foot a foot or less at times when they're – if they won't hit plastic and you want to make them mad, you th I'll throw that hunchback, dude. And See, if there's like learn. reef and shell uh -huh. and little indentions in the grass with like shell pads out in front of it, you know, it's a foot or foot and a half of water, like – I'll I'll fish it slow, but then sometimes I'll like burn it and rip it and then stop it and then burn it and stop it and they'll like hit it on the paws a lot too, you know. It, it, it's a uh, it's a great little bait, you know, especially when they're they're being aggravated. You get a lot of reaction strikes off that bait because of that loud one knocker rattle and just the erratic action of it. Sometimes it'll just be swimming and all of a sudden it'll be like and go to the side, you know, they do yeah, kind yeah. of weird stuff. Chatter baits are the same way. Uh yeah. kind of transition those over from uh from the bass fishing world, you know, vibrating jig. Um, and man, I just, I get some really aggressive reaction strikes from redfish with those also. Yeah. That's one thing I haven't really used is a cheddar bait. 
Yeah, it definitely gets their attention, and then it pulls. It goes so down in the Laguna with the grass and everything. It really rips through the grass really well. Believe it or not, it's a really good, you know, to use in the submerged grass as long as it's like like not like matted all the way up to the top. You know, Um, you can still fish it through the grass pretty good. Fishing at night, yeah. This time of year is is if the winds are right, I'm fishing at night. Yeah, yeah, there's normally not a lot of boat traffic. <laughs> yeah. And if you can find somewhere that has some, you know, some, some lights nearby with some flats and it just lines up good, you know, it's good to go. Good to go. Yeah, I'll do that here in the wintertime. I live by Clear Lake. And, uh, yeah. In the wintertime, it gets pretty good. And, and there's canals less- and go fish those lights in the canals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's less boat traffic over here. During the summer, the boat traffic is crazy through there. Dude, that's like Porter Connor. I don't, I don't fish Porter Connor in that summertime. I will not really? do it, especially even in a boat, but especially in a kayak. Yeah, somebody was I telling me that the other day that if you, I've never been to Porter Connor, but somebody was telling me if you go there, like everybody fishes. It's like mm-hmm. everybody's there for that reason. Alone. Everybody's there to Just, fish. Yep, yep. There is. There's some great. There's some great areas over here. I know uh, Kenneth Yetter has just texted me the other day. He's, you know, local guy from you know up there, Houston area too upper coast and uh he got some uh property down here in uh indianola and he's like we're moving down there for good so nice it's uh yeah i really like all that down here there's so many so i mean where i work in point comfort i can go an hour either way and just there's so many choices it's just like man we don't want to fish <laughs> i don't mind driving 45 minutes or an hour we don't want to fish so it's like I could fish five minutes away or I, do I want to go drive down and fish, you know, Rockport, you know, 45 minutes, you know, with so those nice. grass flats and stuff down there. And then some yeah, of that back yeah. marsh and Bayside and uh, Port Bay, all that good stuff down there. A lot of good stuff down there. A lot of good stuff. Yeah. Well, it's going to bring up this pick three. Let's see this. You know, y'all been listening to this podcast. Y'all know usually – Shoot a pick three out there, and this one's going to be for targeting redfish. So, three setups to bring: uh, bait cast, spin cast. You uh, let us know which w- w- what they are, three of them, and what three lures you're going to have tied on. Say well, summertime, this time of year, kind of for redfish. What's what's it going to be? Yeah, well, first of all, uh, I don't have any bait casters. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I had- I do all, I do all spinning. I had bought a Corrado, Corrado, Shimano Corrado. Yeah. Uh, I bought one like when I first started, and I bird cast that thing like crazy, man. Oh. Or bird nest, man, yeah. nonstop. So I was like, screw this. You know, I really want to fish. I don't want to be messing around with this. Messing around. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've uh, all I have is spinning reels. Here recently, yeah. I've been looking into the uh, the bait casters, especially that DC, the DC mm-hmm. ones. Um, but yeah, so all spinning. Uh, 2,500 I have yeah. on most of everything, um, 10 to 15 pound braid on each. I think I got 10, 15 and 20, depending on what I'm throwing, but yeah. mainly I'm throwing a, a medium light with, a like an eight, uh, ounce jig head yeah. in a down South lure. And that's my go-to. That's yep. what I'm trying to get reds on. Um, this time of year, I also have another one. I got a medium, uh, with another 2,500 with the voodoo shrimp that's like my go-to in the summertime um here recently i haven't been getting anything on it um but the shrimp aren't as present i mean they're starting now 
people yes, are present. Yes, they're just now starting to show up over here too. Little small, little ones too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but man, that shrimp all the way till the end of the the fall, almost getting to the winter. I mean, I can get anything off that damn thing. Oh yeah, flounder, um, reds. Oh yeah, yeah. Everything, I mean, everything you eat that. Yep, yep. And then uh, typically I'll have a topwater uh, as my third. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, to be honest, I'm still learning the top water. It's one of those things where I don't have enough patience for. Yeah. Um, I, I work it's you know, in the late evening for me is the best time I've had the most uh catches on the top water. Uh early morning I try it. Um trout I will get, yeah, but redfish for some reason I cannot pull them off early morning uh with the top water. And it may just me be being impatient, me working it too fast. But I always bring the top water no matter what because that oh bite, yeah. That it's just amazing. something about that top water bite, you know. I just, oh, yeah. I could not, th- I could not work a top water on a spinning reel for some reason. I don't, I don't know if I oh, could. Really? I've never tried it, but I don't know if I could. It'd be like weird because huh. I, I use a, you know, I'm right-handed baitcaster, but my, but my spinning reel is left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like ass backwards. I'm ambidextrous, so it's weird. What? I used to throw, I used to fish with a, a left-handed baitcaster too a lot when I was younger. But, you, but now you do a right-handed base caster? Right, right-handed base caster, and then my spinner reel set up left-handed. So it's a little different. All right. All right. So let me let me ask you this question, because I always see this, and it's kind of like one of those things that kind of irrit- not irritate me, but I'm like, why mm-hmm. do people do that? So when you cast a bait caster, do you cast I it? Swash, your swap, right- swap hands. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All, bait, all people at bait cast do that. And I'm like, well, why don't you just left? And then, or, you know, that's why I think I do, because I, I am a left-handed uh yeah or whatever uh-huh. but i like casting with my right that way i can be on the quick react you know with yeah. my left so that's how it is when i'm fishing with a spinning reel that's it and i'm do but yeah. but like with my big caster i'm like and i switch hands real quick and i can switch and do it but i'm not yeah. quite accurate enough i mean i can flip i'll flip every now and then and pitch out the fish with my left hand no problem but like yeah. when i'm zinging it to like a perfect location with the top water trying to get in between this little slough and no, it's gotta be right hand. Like yeah, for sure. <laughs> sling it up in there. Yeah, yeah, it's just that's weird. I know I can turn my baitcaster upside down, be like an egg beater. <laughs> like, yeah, make, yeah. People be making fun of me for that. I had to break out my alter ego for that one. Old Billy Ray backlash might have to come out for that one. Have to do a little video. Do a little video. You know, we kind of we went off and we did some of this. Uh, you know, the, the quick five. We did the speed round, the pick three. But you know, on this. It's social media stuff, man. Um, I know you're on Instagram. Uh, we're gonna put this up here if y'all want to follow Reggie there on IG. It's at uh Choppa C H A P A underscore Texas Ranger, Choppa underscore Texas Ranger. Yeah, but you know, I'm seeing the the, the big trend in, in you know, TikTok blew up and then, then Instagram with the reels like. I've gotten so much engagement off of reels and so many followers off of that for just like the, the most simplest videos, not even putting any work into it, like coming through like this big Cypress trail when I was on Caddo Lake up in uh, Louisiana, uh-huh. just oh, with yeah. the sunrise and like, just put some little Frege Bob Marley sun is <laughs> shining all around, <laughs> you know, and then yeah. and it got like freaking 30,000 views and like, yeah, it's like, what in the world? It's just some simple video. And then people, it just took off and it's just like certain ones like take off, you know? Yeah. It's like no rhyme or reason. It's like, 
well, I try to replicate it, and then it's like it might get like 900 views. It's like, man, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I know exactly exactly what you mean. It's always those ones that you think ain't gonna be good. They're always on. And they like take off, dude. It's like, yeah, yeah. But reels, man. Yeah, you want to build not... your Instagram? Start posting reels. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah. that's one. That's one thing you really got to do. And here lately, uh, I don't know, man. I felt like because as a photographer, I'm on Instagram a lot, you know. And yeah. I do feel like after after a while, Instagram starts trying to mold you into a person and work certain things and do certain tricks. And here recently, I feel like I've kind of got burned out, you know, because you do have to do reels to stay on top as part of the algorithm. I don't know if people know, but you know, there is tips and tricks to do to stay on top, you know, to be, to be consistent, to have other viewers look at your stuff. And uh, I'm just not a big reels person. Um, I just make, I don't make great reels. And uh, I feel like every time I make one, I'm always having to remake it. Cause when I posted, it didn't really do what I wanted to do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's always like, God, God, I should have done this. And I deleted it. I'm like, oh, screw this. I'm done. I'm not going to be spending another 30 minutes on this reel. But uh, if you want to play the social media game and you want to be recognized by their companies, those are things you do have to do to, yeah. to stay on top of it. Yeah, it seems like the ones like the ones I like, I like took a, I think it was like 30 something photos that Michaela shot and I like did them to this really cool song and it like pops to the beat and, and then like the, like a bigger one pop up and it's like, all to the like the beat i like i spent a little while editing that one you know <laughs> and it's like man i thought that one was going to take off like big time and then and then the ones i just film and just don't edit or anything those are the ones that are like sh- freaking really you know thirty thousand views and freaking all that engagement and getting the f- yeah. follower trend going up and this and that you know i mean i'm not out there trying to get famous or nothing but Right, you know, right, right. Just trying to represent some of the brands, you know, that I for sure. I, did you use an app with, you when know? you did it? The, did you use an app when you made that one that said took forever with all those photos? Or did you edit uh, yourself on Instagram? I edited it myself. Yeah, I just okay. edited it on um on Kinemaster. It's like a little like an editing app for your phone. Yeah, see, because I wondered I because I don't mess around a lot with the with the reels, but I've wondered sometimes if you do something like outside of Instagram and you bring it back in, does that affect your you know yeah, how many I people don't know. view it? But all I that know, stuff I know Facebook it. and YouTube don't like each other. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. They they don't get along nicely. Yeah, man. But yeah, it looks like we we shared some some good stuff on here, man. Uh, yeah, man. I'm stoked to have you on, brother. Meet you. Meet you over yep. this old internet. We're gonna have to get together, and get on the water here one of these days. Yeah, for sure, man. Have some fun. Maybe do some surfing. <laughs> Maybe even get back on the board, man. I got a oh, little, yeah. got a little six-two fish calling my name back there for them old, old, you know, waist to chest high little fun days. You know, the things like a skateboard yeah, just yeah. glides. Got a lot of drive, quad fin, get all that speed and just lay into it. Yeah, I like man, it. I- I like it. Man, I used to be all shortboard. Now I'm like, I was like, I'll never ride a longboard. Now I'm like, nine zero. Oh yeah, <laughs> all the I've, time. Man. <laughs> I've always said that I never ride a longboard. I actually, when I lived when I lived in Hawaii, um, on the weekends I would work every now and then. I work on this boat called the Leahi. It was a big trimaran, you know, like a forty six foot trimaran. They'd sail out, you know, right there and do sunset sails and all that. I kind of helped out on that a little bit. And all the guys that would uh, 
were working, they all rode longboards and stuff. And you know, the, the rental places were all right there. And I'd always go grab one of the like most kind of performance longboard you could get, you know, like a nine yeah. Oh, but it was like kind of thinner and kind of, you could smock it around a little bit and then, you know, surfing right there at canoes and Queens and, and pops and all that right there. Number threes yeah. right there on the South shore in Waikiki. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I had fun doing that because those waves just reformed and you could just like cut back and carve and just do little cheater fives and they come up and like floater and come up big old roundhouse cutbacks. Wow. Yeah. But it was fun because it was like progressive, more progressive longboarding, you know, so it was yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I haven't been on one since then. <laughs> I think I like messed around on some foam tops or something, but that's about it. Yeah, man. Uh, I definitely, I need to get back in the water. That's, that's for sure. I do miss it. You know, it, it's, it's still in, it's still in my blood. Yeah. Same sure. here. I do. I do maybe like two or three times a year. Um, but when the wetsuit comes, cause down here in Galveston, you need a wetsuit. Oh yeah. You need a wetsuit. Yeah. And the water gets below 60 is the wetsuit time. If yeah. Air temperature and yeah. All that good stuff. Yeah. Usually that's when the waves are good down here, but yeah. So, but I don't mess with that, man. Unless a good swell comes in the summertime, I'll be out there. Yeah, I'll probably, I'm probably. Hopefully, we get a little storm swell. We need some rain. That's what we need. Oh, yeah, Y'all out sure. there too. It's it's gonna be hot. Yeah. We're talking a hundred degrees on the coast this weekend coming up. Yeah, good luck, man. <laughs> Drink yeah. some water. Better get them fish in about hour <laughs> yeah, <laughs> looking for sure. forward to that 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 tournament but man you better get on and fish early because it's gonna shut down pretty quick pretty quick yeah. well shoot yeah man everybody follow along reggie on ig right there check it out at choppa underscore texas ranger um you know check out the paddling fin uh ig2 at paddling fin paddle the letter n fin follow us on our facebook page all that good stuff. There's a Chase in the Top page too. Check that one out. All the info on there all the time. Uh, links to episodes and all that stuff. Check out the YouTube channel. And we wouldn't be uh, doing this without listeners and good feedback. So we appreciate everybody that tunes in and listens to this. We appreciate you, Reggie, coming on the show tonight. Appreciate it, man. And, Thanks uh, for having we're me. We're gonna wrap it up. Hey, stick around after this outro, and then I'll I'll uh, get with you, and then we'll catch y'all next time on Chasing the Tide. Choo. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Fin. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be yeah, sure that to check was us out mom. on Waypoint TV. How about Waypoint that? Play the intro. Here's Make sure outro. you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Paddle and Fin. Don't forget to check out the website, paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube, 
If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddlingfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures, your Midwest premier paddle sports destination. Go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. And Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.